is your host, Alex Garrett. Hey, welcome inside the Alex Garrett Podcast. Guess what? We've got some great guests on the horizon. Some I'm continuing to reach out to to bring them on this podcast. I don't know what happened, but we had a 192 play day one day, 225 play another. So the jump is very noticeable. And thank you to those that continue to dial us in. And, you know, on your iPhone, in your car, even on the web. I don't know where you're listening to Alex Garrett podcasting from, but you're listening. And thank you for that. Now, I'm at a, a torn place right now. Because I love the fact that maybe, just maybe, we are rolling back the public health emergency and really could be a step toward the right direction out of this pandemic. What I'm not happy about, though, is that by unwinding as the, you know, the Kaiser uh, Leadership Foundation and, and others are saying, the enrollment into Medicaid through this public health emergency, through the federal, through HHS. They're predicting 15 million individuals will be kicked out of Medicaid due to loss of eligibility. That is uh, 8.2 million, they say, of the enrollees and will need to transition to another source of coverage. Now, I could say, hey, guess what? Believe it or not, this Inflation Reduction Act gives a key source of alternative coverage for those losing Medicaid eligibility. But here's my question. When they put these powers in place, and whenever they put these bills in place, don't you start to feel like they're risking it all for we the people? They're putting us at risk by enrolling those who need it uh, at risk of losing it eventually? They... This I'm I'm reading from the Assistant Secretary of Planning Evaluation. It's part of HHS, the Office of Health Policy. And they admit, they admit incomes can get too high for Medicaid. And I've gone through that myself, to be very honest with you. Someone who's disabled but makes more than a certain amount will not be eligible for government money, yet there is Medicaid fraud through the roof to this day? How does that make sense? Yeah, my voice is cracking on this. How does that make sense? That a perfectly normal person can def- can defraud and, and fraudulize and be fraudulent in their Medicaid process and still get the money. But those who want to work and in the disabled community want to work, but they can't because they're going to lose their benefits. That's bullshit. That's BS. So, government. You put us all in public health emergency, right? You put us all in a public health emergency, and now we're seeing the lowest of lows. Those who cannot even afford or be eligible for Medicaid, rather, will not be eligible and will lose it all after having that assuredness for two to three years. What you're telling me is you are willing to risk it all in the name of agenda. And then when that agenda is done and you're perfectly fine to get rid of it, hey, we're out in the cold, literally in January. 
Hey, 15 million individuals, both children and adults, you're out in the cold. Happy January. Happy New Year. There is no plan because now they expect the states to take care of it. States are directly responsible for eligibility redeterminations in the end of PHE preparedness varying across the states. HHS is working to facilitate enrollment in alternative sources of health coverage and minimize administrative churning. So while they're saying they're going to unwind everything, they're also saying, hey, you're responsible for this. We don't really want to help you now. CMS will provide technical and over assistance and oversight of compliance with Medicaid regulations. But at the end of the day, you're throwing it back to the states. And we know some states aren't always favorable to carrying government subsidized uh, programs like Medicaid. At the end of the PHAE, states will have 12 months to initiate redeterminations of Medicaid for all enrollees and an additional two months to complete all pending actions. You put this in place, you tie the hands of people on Medicaid by putting them in this program, and now you say, hey, good luck. It happens with every kind of bill, as I said earlier, that they have done. They tie in billions and then when those bills are either not taken or are, are accepted, they, uh, they then say, oh, guess what? Um, you're stuck with this. Now they're saying you're stuck without it. Good luck. The Medicaid loss expected to hit the 18 to 24-year-olds at 60%. And then disenrolled 40%. That's about 2 million 18 to 24-year-olds. 2 million plus 25 to 34. 30, uh, this, so this is affecting millions of people across the board. So when you did the shutdown, did you really think that it was the best if you knew it would impact people after the shutdown was done? Or did you just do it for an agenda and didn't care about people on Medicaid at the end of the day? Yeah, I don't think you care. Because if you cared, you wouldn't have put it such a way where people wouldn't be losing eligibility. You would have sure of it after the eligibility, the power, the federal powers were, were taken off the table. But no, you're going to leave millions dangling now. And we all got to step up and, and say, hey, fix this now. Fix this now. Get more involved than just leaving it to the states. Fix it now. You want to play big government? Then play it. For it. Now you've caused 15 million people and children to wonder what their future is after you take away the federal power. Why do they loop everyone in when they make these bills and everything? Why? What's the point? What's the point? You should look and investigate for yourself all the resources you could need to deal with all of this. Because it's obvious. 
it's obvious that uh, no one's really prepared. They give as much advance notice as they want, but then the scrambling after is going to be even worse. And I hope the transitioning into other coverage is perfect because any screw-ups, and, 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 and they are really out in the cold in the middle of January. The Kaiser Foundation's briefings, even vaccines, will not be readily available as much under the PHE rollback. If you are on Medicaid right now and are worried, I would jump on this issue now. And again, it's a shame that those on Medicaid, those with a high income who may be disabled and cannot get the resources needed, that's got to change. A hundred percent. And maybe this podcast like this should keep advocating for that change. Change the income limits for those who get services so they don't have to be maxed out at $500 a month for services. And then change the Medicaid requirements and eligibility. Change it for the better of the communities you think you are serving with these lockdowns from the get-go. 15 million people could be out of Medicaid. Well, actually 8 million, plus 7 million kids could be out of this, the CHIP program. And that, you think, is going to be beneficial at the end of the day for Americans that followed your every word of lockdown. Now you're saying, oh, thanks for listening to us. Have a nice life. We're not going to let them tell us have a nice life. We need to get them to do something more than just give it back to the states. Do you agree? Alex at alexgnyc.com. Alex at alexgnyc.com. This cannot be taken away so suddenly without any plan B. And that will fall on the Biden administration. Because creating it was the Trump idea, right? The Trump administration's idea of the public emergency powers to fight COVID. And looping us all together was that, that idea. But much like the repeal and replace issue, there is no repeal and replace in place for those who have Medicaid now. And we're going to let it stay like that? I really hope not. Alex Garrett's always adapting with you. And uh, let, let's tell the government, hey, um, change the eligibility, change the requirements for once in honor of the Disability Employment Awareness Month, by the way, change the eligibilities so more people will feel better about being employed and not have to lose their have fears of losing services. There's got to be a balance. If we can house migrants and give them free food on Randall's Island, we sure as hell can make sure that those with disabilities and those with Medicaid needs are handled as well. Alex at alexgenyc.com. We'll talk to you soon.